Hi there. A quick note before you start listening to this episode. As the podcast has evolved, we've come to focus more directly on the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizational life. The episode you're currently listening to focuses more broadly on the topic of creating purposeful organizations. So if that's what you're after, then listen on. But if you're looking for more DEI-focused content, we suggest skipping forward a few episodes and looking for the ones titled Inclusion at Work. Happy listening. Alchemy One itself, it's just a name. Without the people, it's nothing. Like, it's just a brand name. So to have a collective group of individuals who um, are evangelists for Alchemy One and are so unique in their own personality, but are just, like, driven, passionate, and truly, like, love what they do, um, but are also working to a better industry and a better Australia and world in general. Welcome back to the Leaders for Good podcast. Today we're joined by Joel Treethorn. Joel is Managing Director and Co-Founder of Alchemy One, a purpose-driven media agency who are challenging the industry to do better. In this conversation, Joel unpacks how Alchemy One's approach to purpose has changed over time, culminating them submitting to become a B Corp, how they think about hiring and attracting talent, lessons from the phenomenal work they've done with Bank Australia, how they think about taking on new purpose-driven clients and avoiding greenwashing, and the importance of passion. This was a really fun conversation, and we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed having it. So without further delay, we bring you Joel Treethorn. We are very lucky today to be joined by Joel from Alchemy One, a media agency that really rethinks how to use media in a way that does good for the world. And when Joel and I started having a conversation, it was one of those chats that went on for a long time. There was lots of nodding and loads of interesting things that came out of it. So we decided that we wanted to delve into some of those topics in a bit more detail. And you've kindly agreed to join us on the Leaders for Good podcast. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. So the first thing we'd like to start by asking you is how do you find yourself doing the work that you do? Oh, it's an interesting one. So I've been in the industry, so the media industry now for 14 years. I think the media itself is one of those industries where people kind of fall into. (laughs) It's an industry that so many people don't know about. They know about advertising, they know about creative, but the actual media buying side of things is a bit of a hidden world. So I would say nine times out of 10 people have fallen into it in some way. Um, So for me, I started um, when I was 21 at one of the largest uh, multinational media agencies, so Universal McCann. I was there for about three years um, working on the federal government account, which was Australia's largest media account. And it was crazy, bizarre, amazing. (laughs) The experience was incredible. Um, And then from there, I learned so much. I ended up going client side. So then I worked at Microsoft, Universal Pictures, Sony Pictures and a few others. And in that role, I was always the kind of liaison between the media agency and the clients. So lots of my role was working through strategies, working through plans um, and trying to get the best out of the relationship. And I think in that... It's where lost, lots of my frustrations kind of grew in terms of just seeing the media agency side for what it kind of is. Um, and I'm going to use a word of like 
wizard brain thinking or just like mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. a lack of actual strategic thought, which was really frustrating. Um, and often you would be solding an amazing strategy from a strategy director you would see once a year and then it would be left to a team of juniors who really didn't know exactly what they were potentially doing, actually implementing that. So out of that, I took a well, – was blessed to be in a situation where I could take three months off and take a little sabbatical, which sounds dramatic, but the age of 26, um, to just travel Europe. And I did that. And then I came back and was thinking about jumping back into media agency land or potentially client side, but then had a thought of let me try and start something myself. Um, so I actually did that with my partner, Paul, who came from the creative side of things. And then that's how we started Alchemy One. So Alchemy One is now six years old. Um, you know all the highs and lows of a small business, and just the crazy roller coaster ride that that is. Um, and then six years on, you know we're so blessed to now just work with some incredible partners. So that's the likes of Bank Australia, Square, um, West Fund Health Insurance, the Biennale of Sydney, um, and the Australian Conserva- Conservation Foundation. Um, I think the thing that kind of spurred us on from the very beginning in terms of even why we started Alchemy One was just wanting to challenge the industry and be kind of the anti-agency. Media agencies are often seen as so transactional and all just about buying media at dirty cheap prices, which is (laughs) still what so many clients want or are looking for. But at the same time, it's like there's so much more that's in there to try and drive actual societal change for better. So our purpose and mission has evolved so much over Mm. six years. And I think the benefit of being a small agency going from just the two of us, Paul and I, up to a team of 12 now, we can pivot so quickly um and so with that we've honestly changed our positioning probably every three months within the first like couple of years Mm. to now be kind of a leading purpose-driven media agency strategy agency consultancy agency for a better word um that just helps clients who are looking to do better um with how they can connect with their audiences in a better way through the lens of the media that's beautiful. I'm, I'm super curious, your personal drive to do more good in business and, you know, you shared a little bit there about being disenchanted with media agency land and the way business was conducted. For you, was it a was there a lightning bolt moment? Was it a gradual thing over time? How, how did, you, you know, you as, a, you as an individual come to this realisation that you wanted to um, run a purpose-driven business and, and try and have an impact? I think it's a iteration of things. I think I've always been quite driven and I always get frustrated by um, people who aren't necessarily as hardworking or just doing a job for the sake of it being a job. I think, you know, having a skill and doing something with that skill is one thing, but then having a purpose at heart is a completely different thing. Um, so kind of our anti-agency movement <laughs> for a better way at the start of, of Alchemy One for kind of the first two years was a big thing for us. And that was kind of our purpose for a better word then um i would say a lightning bolt moment would be in the ability to pitch on bank australia um so that was now three and a half years ago and bank australia when we received that pitch and were one of four agencies in that pitching process like we just looked at that pitch and we're like we know exactly what we will do with this Mm. like it was that moment of just like this is what we've been building towards and i know we can we can really make this work um, and so even within that, 
I would say our work with Bank Australia has been by far the most fulfilling thing I've ever done professionally, potentially Amazing. even personally as well, <laughs> just because of the societal change we've been able to implement as a result of that body of work with Bank Australia over the last three years. Um, and how Bank Australia has challenged us to think of ourselves as a media agency um, has been multiple lightning bolts, <laughs> a thunderstorm I, of ideas. <laughs> I don't get jealous about many clients, but I'm super jealous that you get to work with Bank Australia. They're, they're such an admirable brand and we're, we're a customer of Bank Australia. You know, we made a very deliberate choice yeah. um, to, to, to bank with them as a business and every communication we receive from them, every billboard I see out in the city is just packed with packed with purpose and, and packed with their mission. Um, and it, it's so strikingly clear what they're about. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Can you, you mentioned they've challenged you and also mm. that you've been able to do some great work over the last three years. Can you give us any examples of that? I think in the way of just how true they are to who they are. Um, I think when we first picked them up as, uh, or when they first were onboarded as a partner of ours, we had just won kind of their offline buying, so all their outdoor, their TV, et cetera, and now we do all their offline, their online, their social media strategy, their SEO, their analytics, their kind of full spectrum from an agency service perspective. But um, in terms of challenging, at that time, we went to the media and using kind of the leverage of Bank Australia's purpose, um, we got so many questions back when we were pitching of like, you know, are they who they say they are or, you know, mm -hmm. is it just a, they didn't use the words greenwashing at all, but like, you know, kind of alluding to great campaign, looks amazing, but is it actually who they are? I'm like, wow, like they are who they are and 10 times more, like there's so much more that they could be saying. And so... With that and having the power of working on such an amazing piece of business like Bank Australia, um, the ability for us to educate the media owners about who they were mm. in the full depth of like their full spectrum of how, how good they are in, in their purpose space um, allowed us to challenge the media to also come back with responses that were so unique. And so with that, kind of our approach was if we get a response back from a media vendor that we could just insert any bank's name onto it, we're kind of not interested in it. It has to be really unique for Bank Australia. So we were able to challenge the media massively on this in terms of even challenging the outdoor vendors about the materials they use from a large format perspective or a street furniture perspective of if they're sustainable and kind of what their um, practices were from a sustainability perspective through to challenging different publisher networks where at that time they said, uh, our audiences potentially aren't that interested in sustainability we're like i swear your audiences <laughs> are interested in sustainability and if not let's just do a test like a small test and run you know one content series or an article um and we've done that a number of times within that first year and it ended up receiving results that far exceeded their expectations and our expectations as well so the ability for us to kind of challenge the media was one thing but then also the ability for Bank Australia to challenge us was a whole nother piece as well because personally just learning so much more about their movement in terms of responsible banking and the mm -hmm. clean money movement was so powerful for us I think we've personally um 
acquired maybe 500 customers for Bank Australia through just being ambassadors for the brand because we're so passionate about it. Um, But also just challenging the way that we do business in terms of we're wanting to be associated with very like-minded businesses as well. So that's in turn led to us, which we can discuss further, um, you know, applying to become a B Corp accredited um, business as well. And that's something three years ago, you know, uh, we didn't even know what B Corp was. So that we've just learned so much from them in terms of the way that they conduct business to kind of inspire ongoing, really on a daily basis, how we can um, instill that at Alchemy One. Yeah, I love that. And we often talk about the fact that in this world, once you see it, once you see how businesses can do good, you can't really unsee it. And what you find is that people tend to, in the way that you have and probably in the way that we have as well, you get really caught up and you want to know more and you want to do more and you get that such a reward from doing it. So it's almost like a snowball effect. Thinking about the way you work, and obviously this has evolved over time and, as you said, even in the early days, month to month to month, it was it was changing. Could you unpack some of the the tactical, practical ways in which you think about being a purpose-driven organization now and, and how that potentially differs from uh, other businesses operating out there in the in media agency land? What, what's, what's something that kind of makes it real and really, really grounds it for you? Yeah, it's a good question. So I think even stemming from kind of that experience in Bank Australia and really one of our points of difference at Alchemy One is we are a media agency but also a partnerships agency as well. Mm. And so something like if we think about the clean money movement and and how we had to educate Australians really about what the money in their bank was doing. So Bank Australia don't lend to any industries that are doing harm, such as the fossil fuel industry, the gambling industry, tobacco, et cetera. They only invest in industries that do good, such as affordable housing, um, renewable electricity, et cetera. So with that, so much of our work needed to be above and beyond just spots and dots like media campaign in terms of buying outdoor space or buying TV space. The creative was amazing and definitely did a job, but we really needed that deeper level of connection from an education perspective to get people to understand this principle because um, I'm sure you might be aware, but changing banks isn't an easy thing in someone's mind. Mm. It's actually quite simple to do, but people are like, oh, that's a tough ask. Yeah, it feels hard. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So with that, our approach was very strategically led from, yes, having a, a branding approach in terms of reach and frequency and trying to reach our target audience, but also having a really integrated educational approach so working with the media in a really powerful way to try and get them to speak about clean money in their own voice so whether that was junkie speaking about clean money and using talent whether that was the guardian whether that was incredible publications such as lunch lady or paradiso up in the byron bay region um, or sps with the series with yumi stein speaking about the clean money movement so really taking a very integrated approach to the way that Mm -hmm. we would doing this because we knew we needed to educate as well as inspire people to actually um, move move banks. And I think that is where our approach is very unique compared to other agencies as well because, yes, there's a spots and dots component, but it's more about a roadmap of where we're trying to go from a one-year, two-year, three-year perspective. Um, And our model is very flat, so the people that you meet from day one from a strategy perspective are the ones actually doing the implementation and the ones taking the client through the whole process. So everyone that's working on Bank Australia, Alchemy One, 
is the biggest ambassadors for Bank Australia and, you know, can speak about it so well that we are really just an extension of their team to be able to execute that in market through different ways. So, yeah, I would think that is what our point of difference is, especially from an agency perspective. You just touched on something there. Sorry to like butt in, but the the people on the ground doing the work on Bank Bank Australia. You mentioned them being the biggest brand ambassadors, and you know you you probably personally refer, referred hundreds of people. One of the things we we love to talk about is the 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 drive that comes online, the 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 sense of motivation and the sense of wanting to wanting to get in and get stuck in and do the work when you know you're having an impact and working for and with purpose driven brands. And I think this is a this is a, a bright shining example of of you give people the opportunity to work with a brand on campaigns for something like Bank Australia, and the the motivation just takes takes care of itself because people are doing purposeful work as opposed to, you know, another as you say it's like spots and dots campaign media campaign for brand X which might be a little less motivating. So um, I think really really kind of important point there. Mm. And just amazing to see your passion for it. Like yeah. I think it's pretty rare <laughs> to see people working on clients in any industry where there's that level of passion. And as you say, absolutely mm. an extension of the team. So it's kind of amazing. We've talked about Bank Australia. When we've had chats in the past, you've talked about some of your other clients and how you think about the type of clients that you ideally want to work with. Mm. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So... Some of our other clients include Square, um, who's just incredible. So we love Square's purpose um, as a business, which is all about democratizing kind of payments for everyone. And I think even that in association with the other brands we work with in Bank Australia, it's this constant theme of like brave clients and challenger brands, um, which is just a dream to work on because they're so open to ideas and they're so open to new ways of thinking. Um, and that also extends to West Fund Health Insurance with the Australian Conservation Foundation as well. We do amazing tactical work um, really aimed at lobbying the government on climate change. So buying full pages in the Australians always fun with amazing um, messages um, trying to target specific politicians. Um, and even the Biennale of Sydney. So the Biennale of Sydney as well um, is kind of our pro bono client that we work with. So that's all about trying to get the media to support such an important festival and last year was it was all first nations led artists um and so really the mix for us in terms of when we are approaching new business we look at it with a couple of different lenses so the first lens is all about does the business have purpose inherently built into their business um, in terms of, you know, are they either at that stage now or are they looking to move to that stage? Because that's where we know we can really help them within that journey. Um, the second part is, it is really is a byproduct of that is if purpose isn't necessarily their inherent piece, is it potentially scalable? Um, as an example, so many businesses might have, you know, 2% of their products. I'll use, you know, Adidas and the Parley example in terms of recyclable um, plastics to create clothing. Like, that's a great example where they're using something as a test but will potentially move into a better space. Yep. Um, and then the third... Ooh, the greenwashing thing is everything. Like, is it just something to try and acquire new customers based on something that really is just a bit of a shady sales tactic, <laughs> um, which we definitely don't want to be associated with? So, you know, I say this because we are in quite a 
you know, fortunate and blessed position just in terms of where we sit now, touch wood, um, to, to monitor new businesses that comes in to really see if we can add value to it. Um, I often say we're not necessarily the right media agency if someone just wants a specific media plan in terms of I want to be on TV or I want to be on outdoor. Um, clients refer to us as, you know, they will go on a journey with us and we will help them craft kind of their journey over a roadmap of, as I mentioned, like a year up to five years. Um, and even the media vendors would probably speak to us as, one of the best agencies, but also one of the most annoying agencies to work <laughs> with <laughs> just because we know what we want. We always push back. We always challenge them. And there's just, we, it ties back to this wizard thinking thing of just like, guys, you can do better. Like mm. let's create something better. Cause we truly think we work in the coolest industry in the world. Like we love what we do and there's mm. so much creativity in it as well. So um, kind of that's the lens of new business um, at the moment kind of our revenue is made up by about 70% of purpose-led brands mm. um, and hoping that ultimately to, to end up being 100% in the future um, and definitely see that as kind of that big opportunity um, in the market as well as more businesses kind of adapt to uh, the purpose-led space. Question, how do you go about discerning the difference between brands that are just engaging in a bit of greenwashing versus true purpose-led brands do you have a particular methodology is it more of a gut feel what's your uh, any i was going to ask any stories you can tell but that might be uh, that might be getting some some brands in trouble so we'll probably park that but yeah what's your what's your approach um no specific stories i could touch on some experiences but um it's more so if a pitch comes in or a brief comes in and it is definitely a little bit of intuition in terms of a bit of a gut feeling. Um, but then the methodology we have is just question time and so many questions back, um, which death by questions is great if you feel like <laughs> there potentially is something that doesn't feel quite right. Um, and it's normally in those sessions that we try and do face to face where possible or obviously video calls. Sorry, we're now in 2021, not 2019, um, where we try and just interrogate exactly what that is. Like, is this just a simple campaign or is this something you're trying to do as a business? So I think we're getting quite good at that now. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, you mentioned before your road to becoming a B Corp. What was the what was the driver behind selecting B Corp certification specifically? Because you know you could just be going along and working with purpose led brands um, w without the certification, and it's it's awesome. We're we're friends with uh, we're friends with B Corp Australia, and we think it's we think it's a really worthy thing to do, but not an easy thing for mm. for organisations. So yeah, what was the impetus there, and and any lessons learned for aspiring B Corps out there? I think the big thing for us was just having just something as a badge of honor of signifying our work within that space because, you know, it's obviously great to speak about it, but to actually have some form of, of accreditation is very meaningful. Um, I think a second caveat to that, which happened after <laughs> the fact is, and Bank Australia, again, I could speak about them for hours, but they you know, now have a policy in terms of vendor selection for them that they work with B Corps as well. Like they need to be B Corp certified. So I think that's the future. I truly think that's where hopefully we'll be in a number of years. So trying to really be at the forefront of that, but also use it as a testament to the work we've done, but more so the work we will do kind of in the future from a B Corp perspective. Um, in terms of the process, 
oh, it's a big process. Mm. Um, definitely a challenging pro, uh, process that kind of opens up more questions <laughs> than answers. Yep. But I think that is the power in it because it also weeds out those people that aren't doing it for the right reasons. Um, so the process for us was we had a working group of four people at Alchemy One over the course of 10 months. We met up every two weeks and had kind of separate tasks off the back of that. And it definitely was daunting at the start. Anxiety riddled in for the first like couple of weeks. And then we just like divided and conquered and worked out kind of what the plan was. I think the best advice to it is it's not necessarily for anyone going for B Corp accreditation about getting the highest score straight up. It's about really doing what you can now, but it's also the roadmap about how you can keep improving that because mm. um, I'm sure many know, but some don't know that it's not just a you know set and forget score. It's something every year that keeps evolving. You'll keep trying to improve that year on year. And that's what I love so much about it. It's a living, breathing thing. So, um, you know, lots of things we had to change in terms of a business policy perspective and in terms of our legal side of our business just to make sure of, uh, all of our code of ethics and things were up to date and our um, vendor contracts and things like that were up to date. But so many things in the pipeline of what we will do in the next year um, to keep improving that. So hoping we were in the evaluation queue at the moment um, just because they've been influx with an yep. amazing <laughs> amount of applications so kudos to everyone who applied because it's such an amazing thing and it's just amazing that that movement's growing um, but hoping to uh, get accredited um, maybe by q2 this year and very quickly going back to the previous topic of how do you know when a brand's purpose washing versus um versus authentically working towards purpose if if all brands are working uh, with a sort of external accreditation like b corp that that's essentially taking that intuition off the table and going okay we, we trust this process and 100%. that's what that's what bank australia have done right we're, we're only going to work with b corps they've outsourced that thinking to the b corp process and they can they can choose their partners accordingly so um yeah, I think that's a trend that we're hoping continues. 100%. And I, th I think that's such an amazing part of it because, you know what I mean, the accreditation says so much. Because yep. <laughs> it's easy to say words about a business or easy to show mm. case studies as a media agency, but this is inherently how you work and operate as a business. We look for it as consumers as well, right? We look, totally. for, we look for fair trade on packaging. Um, you know, we look, for, we're, we look for all those trust signals. So um, this is B, B2B equivalent. Because yes. that's exactly what I guess greenwashing is. It's the statements, but not the action. Mm. So B Corp is identifying that you're actually taking action against whatever statement you've got on your wall or your website. So, yeah. Cut out greenwashing forever. Indeed. <laughs> so I'd like just to talk a little bit about your team. So I imagine it's not hard to find people that want to move from the sort of media world that a lot of people are disenchanted with into your business. But how do you find the right people? And what, what does the right person look like for your business? Yes, I would say hiring is probably the hardest part of my role. Um, so currently we're sitting at a team of 12. Um, I think, as you mentioned, it definitely isn't hard to, to see candidates that are willing to kind of move from the multinationals as well because um, kind of big things for us apart from even the purpose-led space are kind of work-life balance and actually working nine to five, um, which for so many industries sounds normal, but for media industries is very abnormal. <laughs> um, and the way that we work as a team is very collaborative and really everyone has a voice um, and we have a very flat structure in the way that we operate. The thing that is very hard to find is just 
people that are right in terms of do have alignment from a values and a purpose perspective. And, you know, we don't want everyone to be the same at all. We don't want everyone to be, you know, just these super green warriors. It's not necessarily what we're looking for. We're looking for people who are inherently authentic and have a purpose, whether that is to stop gas production in Australia, whether that's supporting trans rights, whether that's something that they're so passionate about. And, you know, it's very cliche to say, but I truly believe that passion is inherently in someone or not. Um, so we could easily find someone to do the job, but we need someone that also aligns with what we're trying to do at Alchemy One. So we are notoriously slow at hiring, <laughs> which is sometimes a detriment to us. But um, kind of the benefit to that is the vision we have for Alchemy One, because Alchemy One itself, it's just a name without the people, it's nothing, like it's just a brand name. So to have a collective group of individuals who um, are evangelists for Alchemy One and are so unique in their own personality, but are just like driven, passionate and truly like love what they do, um, but are also working to a better industry and a better Australia and world in general. There's purpose washing operates at the level of the individual as well to some extent. You know, everyone likes to think of themselves as a as a good person, and and this is not to disparage anybody, but there's a difference between the passion and the action, and and, and people who are really burning to get out there and do something differently versus just saying, oh yeah, I, I support this. And it's like, how do you support this? <laughs> what, what, what are you what are you what are you driven to do? So, um, yeah, that passion trumps everything, right? It, it's looking trumps everything. Looking for people who are properly nerds about and i say that with with all, all respect <laughs> and love but uh, properly nerds about the thing that they're doing and you get them on the topic and they just won't shut up yeah it's probably a good sign no that's it and we call it the values action gap even with bank australia in terms of people who say they have values but then don't take action on it and yeah okay you know we're not looking for people who are protesting every weekend we're just looking for people who are trying to do something better or, or trying to like um keep growing i think people who are open to growth and wanting to like kind of excel um, either within the industry or within themselves and kind of those unique characteristics. But mm. it is all underpinned by passion. I know it's thrown around so mm -hmm. much, but it's, it is so hard to find people who um, just are genuinely passionate and, and also great at kind of the job that we need them to do. Um, so the team that we have, I just can't speak highly enough of them. Like they're all so unique, so amazing, so powerful. Mm. Um, besides Paul and I, all female <laughs> and just incredible. Like they're just the fiercest warriors we have and they're just um, the biggest advocates for the partners that we, we work with and just genuinely love the industry and all have this unified belief that we do work in the coolest industry in the world and we do have the ability to enact change in kind of the work that we do as well. Did you say Bank Australia had a, they call it the action gap? The values action gap. Values action gap. Cool. Yeah, we talk about the purpose gap in, in sort of organisations, which sounds like very much the same thing. It's yeah. sort of espousing one thing, but w what are you doing? Totally. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up on a values action gap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a few rapid fire sort of getting to know you questions, if, if we may. Yes, uh, let's do it. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, first one, what's the biggest change you've made in your own personal life towards more sustainable living? So I think this has been a mix of things. I don't think there's one specific big thing. Of course, I'm going to say changing <laughs> banks <laughs> but changing banks is so monumental mm. um i think if anything 
even the power of last year and what happened in COVID in terms of the power of collective action and what I mean, everyone wearing masks and everyone contributing to what happened and Australia's response to COVID, which was incredible. Um, the power of every individual person is really strong and yep. people believe that now more than ever. So for me, changing banks is one thing and just one more person changing banks to eventually end up stopping funding these industries that are doing harm in the world. Um, so that was one big thing, also changing to a green energy supplier, um, changing superannuation, all these things as well sound difficult, but they're really not. They can all be done in like five minutes. Um, through to just thinking about consumption in the home, in the office, um, obviously in the office, that's all part of the B Corp accreditation piece mm. as well. Um, and then I think travel is a really big thing too. Obviously last year kind of crippled travel in a way, um, which is pretty amazing in terms of what that's even meant for like business travel because we mm. used to travel a fair bit but obviously that's now online but um it's even you know reconsidered just our view on or my view i guess from a carbon footprint perspective so um we also sold our car we just car share so kind of more uh, i'm not going to call them little things they're big things mm. but kind of all collectively um are just helping make a difference yeah great so outside of doing good for the world, do you have any other obsessions that you explore on evenings or weekends? Um, yes. So obsessions, art is a big obsession of mine. So kind of all forms of art. Um, I grew up in musical theatre. <laughs> so from my years of 12 to 18, I was on the stage kind of every other weekend. So love the theatre, love dance, love performance. Um, and that's a really big thing of mine. I don't think you'll see me back on stage anytime soon, but you'll see me watching. What a shame. <laughs> um, Alchemy won the musical? It could happen. I like it. It could happen. It, a purpose-led musical. <laughs> I'm in. I'm not. Um, um, aside from that, um, and, and art as well in terms of other forms, I love kind of art festivals. Like one of my favourite festivals is Dark Mofo in Hobart. Which oh, is so good. So good. So good. Is it on this year? It's on this year. It's been on my list for a while. Dark Mofo is amazing. I love it. Just the experience and just going there with an open mind, the provocative nature of it is just amazing. Did, so you, did you do the naked swim? I haven't done it yet. I missed out the last time. Obviously, it wasn't on last year, but I missed out that year before. It's bloody cold. But <laughs> I think this year could be the year. So good. My, will, my, will we all be there? Potentially. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Now that you put that on the radar, I could just hang out at the feast hall all day long and just, just eat and drink. It was amazing. Oh, no. So that's a dream. Um, then other uh, kind of, uh, I guess, hobbies for a better word of mine, music is like a constant theme of mine. So music is definitely a soundtrack to my life in lots of forms. Um, a big electronic music fan. Um, so Deep House is on at home, on at the office, is kind of the soundtrack of every day. Um, gym is so important to me in terms mm. of any kind of fitness. And I would say... It's 50-50 in terms of physical and mental. Like it just mm. helps me so much. Um, and then cooking is another really big passion of mine. Um, I know everyone got into the cooking phase last year, but blessed to grow up in an amazing family surrounded by food. So my brother's a chef, so always needing to compete to try and yeah. make. <laughs> What's your uh, speciality dish? Oh, that is a good question, actually. Um, a really good question. You've got me on the, the, the spot there because it morphs and changes with time. I, homemade gnocchi, I'm really oh. good at. 
Okay, you can make us that one day. Or pork dumplings. I'm oh, really good that's at two too. pretty impressive dishes. <laughs> if we make this Kosciuszko strategy trip happening, which we were talking about <laughs> off mic, then you can cook us your homemade gnocchi. So I'll just be in the corner cooking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind. I mean, that'd be great. Perfect. Um, yeah, I would say that's that's. It's a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list. We've got one last question for the rapid fire round, and I'm going to ask it in a slightly different way. We usually ask, you know, what's a what's a brand out there you admire for for the good they do in the world. Um, you can answer that, but also in the in the in the vein of who would you love to have as a client? What's a you know, what's a dream client besides Bank Australia? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody else out there? Any other organisations you'd be like, wow, we'd love to we'd love to work with them? It is a good question. Like. Th- we love the other B Corp um, brands in Australia. So mm-hmm. whether that is, um, you know, Patagonia, Intrepid Travel, there's mm-hmm. lots of amazing within that company um, that we just kind of, you know, like attracts like as well in terms yep. of we um, kind of understand that space a lot and feel like there's so much potential there. In terms of other clients, especially outside of B Corp, it really is all about just the client wanting to do something great and having purpose and being brave as well. As I said, you know, clients coming to us with like a exact plan of this is what we want to do. This is how we know we're going to get there. We can do it, but we're probably not the right agency for it because our strategy work and our planning work and the way we ideate is really where our bread and butter is at Alchemy One. Um, so it's brands wanting to take risks and wanting to kind of, build up their purpose so in three or five years they'll be at the forefront of that category um so without naming names that's kind of the brief (laughs) that sounds good reach out yeah sounds pretty pretty spot on i think we'd love to work with that type of people as Mm, well so thank you very much do you have any sort of parting thoughts or asks of the audience that you'd like to leave leave them with i think a parting thought would be you know it's no matter what industry you're in you can make a difference Mm -hmm. i think you know media agencies were always seen as very transactional and just all about you know buying media at the cheapest price and that was inherently what it was about so you know and hats off also to benedictus media who also is a b corp media Mm -hmm. agency and um they've been a b corp for about five years now so leading the way within that which is amazing but i think it's about um just whatever industry you're in trying to Think about how you can actually insert purpose and think about what that long-term strategy is um, and don't be hindered by norms or how things have been or how things feel they are because you can challenge anything. And I think that's what's exciting about this day and age. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. I think your passion comes through endlessly and this whole approach of challenge that came through as well. So thank you for sharing that with us. I think that's a perfect place to end it. Joel, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful, the best way to support us and spread the message is by telling a friend or a colleague. You can also give us a rating or a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Leaders for Good and how you can start making positive change, head on over to leadersforgood.org and join our free community. Music